Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Mind and Body Strong podcast. This is your host, Katie Pijanowski, and you might notice that this episode doesn't include an intro. I am actually redoing my intro, kind of doing some inner processing about where I want to take this podcast again and just where I want to branch out with my coaching. So stay tuned for all of the amazing updates on that. I do have one quick announcement that I want to share before I introduce my incredible guest for the show this week. And that is that drum roll, please. I am co-hosting an incredible women's retreat in October of 2022. Yes, a, my first ever annual retreat with my best friend and my coach friend, Chelsea Meese. We have put together this incredible wellness, women's wellness retreat, which we have titled Trust Fall Into You. This is a concept we've been working on for close to a year. And we actually first talked about this concept of being a program that we taught online in a six-week format, where we were teaching different concepts of boundaries, self-care, how to recharge your mind, body, heart, and spirit. And this concept, we actually wrote out an entire program for it. We were actually going to launch it at the beginning of 2022, actually the fall of 2021. And it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like the right time for us to do that. And so when we talked about it, we decided to table it and to come back to it at a different time. We knew that it was something that the world needed and that we wanted to share, but it just didn't feel like the right container or the right time to share that. Fast forward to where we are now, at the beginning of this year and maybe towards the end of last year, I mentioned to Chelsea that I really think that this idea and this concept should be a retreat. I think that there's something to be said about being in community with other women as you're doing this deep healing work and learning how to tune into your own voice. Like there's a lot of like co-regulation that can happen with a community as you're doing this work because it can be really heavy sometimes to do a lot of this healing. So we decided on a retreat and Chelsea had like a download moment where she just fell in felt into this program and was able to create all the amazing marketing and website based on all the information that we had discussed in previous months. And I'm so excited to announce this to the world. Trust Fall Into You, our first annual women's wellness retreat will be happening this fall, October 5th through 9th um, in Buena Vista, Colorado. It is an all-inclusive retreat and I'm going to include all of the information. We are only accepting applications until March 31st. So I did want to make sure to come on here and share it with you about that. There's only 12 spots available. We really want this to be an intimate experience. And so outside of myself and Chelsea and her girlfriend, Lauren, who will be there, we are only accepting 12 guests and, I am expecting it to sell out. We have already so much interest in this retreat, and I know that it's going to be everything and more that we have dreamed it to be, and I just can't wait to welcome all of the women who decide to say yes to this this exciting opportunity. So I am going to link our website where you can apply on um, on there and read all the FAQs. All of the your questions should be answered, and if they're not, please DM one of us. We'd be happy to talk through that with you. So... That's my announcement. So excited. Now I want to introduce to you my friend, Cynthia Newton. Cynthia is a yoga therapist specializing in helping women get back to doing the things that they love, as well as maintaining their strength and flexibility well into their futures. She specializes in the vagus nerve, lymphatic system, which she talks about today, 
uh, breath mechanics, natural movement, and trauma, trauma and yoga for the 12-step recovery. She takes a whole body approach to healing so you can live out your God-given purpose and not just sit on the sidelines of life. And Cynthia is someone I know through a kind of, I always say networking group, but it's more like this sisterhood group of these incredible women. Um, I am one of the, the younger ones in the group and I am so just, I feel so enlightened to be a part of that space. And Cynthia and I actually got an opportunity to sit down at Starbucks and I just loved hearing her story. She has so much knowledge and wisdom around these topics and she has helped so many women to really step into their bodies and do a lot of this healing work through all these different modalities. And she's gonna share within this episode about how her business, Yoga in 3D, is so much more than just yoga. And we'd get into like the lymphatic system, why that's important, a little bit about the vagus nerve and the nervous system, because that is like a whole other topic that we could really dive into. But I know that you're gonna get so much from this amazing conversation. So without further ado, let's jump in. All right. Welcome friends to the podcast. I am so excited to welcome Cynthia Newton to the podcast. So welcome to my friend. Happy to have you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here and chat with you. Yeah, me too. I love our conversations. Um, Anytime we get to chat is just, I always feel so like calm and supported. And I think that speaks to a lot of the work that you get to do in yoga in 3d, which is your business name. And we were just talking for our listeners, uh, off mic about how yoga in 3d is so much more than yoga because Cynthia has so much knowledge in the lymph system in the nervous system, which I think is starting to become more of a prevalent topic these days, which I'm excited about because it's so needed. So yeah. I would love for you to, to Cynthia to start by sharing with us what is yoga 3D and why is it more than yoga? Okay, well, um, my name yoga in 3D. Um, I named it because for multiple reasons, but uh, on the simple term, yoga in 3D, body, mind, and spirit. But really, when I have a client, sometimes they'll come in in one of those areas. So they'll come in for the body or the mind or the spirit, not realizing that if they come in for the body, the mind and the spirit also affect the body. So it is a 3D holistic look at the body. It is not just a linear movement on the mat. Mm-hmm. And then also each one of those is broken down into a kind of holistic movement. So even like the body part, when we look at the body part of yoga and 3d, um, it has a functional 3d look as well. So not just moving in one movement, but how do we get up off the ground? How do we sustain our body throughout life so that we can move well today into the future Uh, functional movement, natural movement. Um, It's not just like working out like we were when our, in our twenties, but sustaining life today. So we really move well, feel well, and um, do the things that each person is made for. I mean, I believe my whole purpose is that helping people see that they were made for a purpose Mm -hmm. and um, flourishing in that. Yeah. 
I love that you, it makes so much sense when you describe it that way with like the 3D being this holistic perspective of really acknowledging all pieces of us, that mind, body, and spirit. And do you feel that most people kind of come in wanting that like body piece and maybe seeing the other then later upon working with you, see that mind spirit piece kind of come alive more? Yes. Um, I, I have two areas where clients come in most. Usually it's my back hurts in, in, in a body sense, right? Um, or stress and anxiety, something's happened, trauma. And then they, so if they come in for the body, my back hurts, my ankle hurts, my hip hurts. And as we get going, um, there's this aha moment of, I didn't realize that my stress is related to my back or what's going on or how I'm moving all day or not moving or that my feet and ankles aren't really um, doing what they're needing to do. So my hips and, you know, there's all this um, stress in one area. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Or someone, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that's like so prevalent too. And like the amount of times I hear people in just the fitness space alone, complaining about back pain. And Mm -hmm. I know like, just from the information that like, I know is, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's probably related to stress. And so oftentimes I'm, I'm asking them like, you know, is, is your life really stressful or like, how are you, like you had mentioned how are you moving throughout the day or not moving? Cause that can also impact it. Um, just coming in for like a short workout class might not be enough. If you're like hunched over at your desk with your shoulders in your ears all day, um, or yeah, typing away, we're looking at our phones or driving, right? Like everything's in front of us. And so, um, it's become like this new thing we have to learn how to cope with, I think in this society, because of just the way world, the world operates. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, so I have, you know, I have a lot of clients that come in that way yeah. and or on the other spectrum, they come in. Um, I have a lot of clients who are highly stressed or have anxiety attacks, mm-hmm. um, or might've had trauma in the past and they're wanting a way to work through, um, the trauma or when they're having anxiety attacks, they need the tools to help downregulate the body. Right. And then once they come in and we work on breathing or we um, are going through stuff, they realize um, and put the start connecting their body and mind again, they're like, you know what? My ankle really always hurts or my back really hurts. And they've never mentioned it. And it takes, you know, weeks to finally mention it. And so um, there's then that connection. And then some of them, um, also I, I do Christian yoga, but I also do yoga for 12 step recovery. So whatever your higher power is. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's a lot of times people also have traumatic wounds from that in the past as well. And how that affects whatever your higher power is, or maybe you had trauma in church and you don't ever want to go back or you grew up in a home and they use that against you, right? In some form or fashion, but there's some type of trauma maybe in the spiritual section mm-hmm. that is also showing up in anxiety or in um, the body as well. Yeah. So we work on all three of those. I love that. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's interesting too, and um, correct me if I'm wrong, <clears throat> but what I heard you say is like when they're, the clients are able to connect that mind-body again, it's like, oh, all of a sudden I can feel this pain in my body. Is that mm-hmm. what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, and not that the, yes, yeah, sometimes, um, or they they finally have, they start to have an awareness of what's going on in the body. Mm-hmm. And the body starts kind of talking back to them in different ways, you know, and maybe that whispers always been there that something's going on in the body, but um, the body has been protecting them and doing its job, right, of protecting them and survival. And then as we work through it, um, yeah, that there might become more of an awareness of what's going on in the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, mm-hmm. though. And mm-hmm. like, from my own um, experience, I spent a lot of my life really disconnected from mm-hmm. myself. And I it almost like looking back on those moments of my life feel more like a dream world, like I wasn't mm-hmm. really like, in my body, because it felt mm-hmm. way too scary to feel all the things going on, which was mostly anxiety and, um, like a lot of self-judgment. And so it can be really challenging to feel those things. Like once we're connected and we know that that's where we want to go. And then we're like, Oh my goodness, this is really intense. Like I'm Mm -hmm. feeling this anxiety now. And I know you did mention there are some tools that people can have for like down-regulating anxiety. So what would be an example of that? Um, so, oh, there's so many, but one of them, my, my favorite one is breathing, right? Uh, breathing. Uh, I also have tools where we work with, um, balls. So sometimes I have, uh, balls and you put them in your hands and you roll it back and forth. And you talk about, I see the ball in my hand. It's touching my fingers. Um, just bringing that awareness. Cause a lot of times, um, when we disconnect, we're obviously, we're all in the mind. We're like out, you know, and we don't um, notice what's going on in the body. So we work on grounding the feet, feeling what's going on in the feet. And there's different uh, kind of meditative ways we talk through those. Um, even like if you're in a meeting and it's starting to get like a heat, like if you're at work and you're starting to, um, maybe everyone's maybe starting to fight or it's getting tense and heated and different people can handle that in different ways. But depending on your nervous system, maybe it's really making you uncomfortable. You can, if you have certain types of shoes on, you can take your shoes off so that your bare feet are touching the ground. You can push your back into the chair and notice um, each vertebrae of your back. You can do different things with your fingers to walk through connecting yourself and grounding yourself and breathing to keep you connected at that moment and help you not get lost in that um, heated moment. So there's just, there's a whole bunch of different tools depending on the client person that's, you know, their, their history and um, maybe what are the things that, um, that they're having difficulty with at that time. Mm -hmm. So it just depends. Yeah. I love that. Um, it can be as simple as that, like putting your, your bare feet on the ground, you know, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we can make it so complicated 
And mm-hmm. especially for those who are maybe in more of those anxious states or having panic attacks, it can feel like very overwhelming. So when you can give them a very simple task to be like, you know, pressure back against the chair and feel all the vertebrae, you know, pressing against that, that chair, it gives it mm-hmm. such an easy way to come back down and be like, okay, yes. yep, yeah, I'm all up in my mind. Yeah. Things are feeling yeah. crazy because the mind is kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> One of my very favorite things, um, I don't know about you, but when I go shopping, I can get very overwhelmed when yeah. I like go to, um, Target, well, you know, some of the big box stores, right? I can get very overwhelmed. There's lots of people, you're waiting in line. You know, sometimes you walk in with a coat and then it starts getting hot. It's like all the senses are over, right? Your sensory with the lights, your sensory with loud people, noises, your body heat changes, like everything, right? And you're in line. Um, this is why I try and wear shoes. Now, I'm not a flip flop fan. <laughs> It's a whole nother topic on movement, (laughs) but if you have shoes that can easily slip on and off, Mm -hmm. I'll stand in line and take my feet off so that it hits usually the cold floor Mm -hmm. and it's an immediate kind of grounding, um, and I'll sway and breathe and then put it back on and go to the other foot. Um, that's one of my favorite ways to ground because I, I, me personally, it's one thing that, um, it's a little always overwhelming at yeah. times. Yeah. yeah. So there's lots of different tools and techniques. And um, that's one thing about yoga therapy is we make it specific to that person and what's going on with them. Yeah. I think that's yeah. beautiful. And it mm-hmm. allows that person to just show up as they are and, and mm-hmm. find those different techniques that work for them because you know, mm-hmm. the grounding through the feet might not be for them right now, but like maybe else is like having something that they can have physically in their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to like be the thing. And yes. I know that you, you just brought up yoga therapy and I know some, like even myself, um, am kind of wondering like, what's the difference between that yoga therapy and like going to a yoga class? Oh Yeah. Um, this is the question I get often, and it's a great question. Um, so they're both great modalities, just like, you know, um, everything is great, right? Working out, walking, yoga, yoga therapy, they, they all have a, um, a different intention. So yoga, a yoga class and a yoga therapy, they have the same, um, long-term, Um, You can meet some of the same goals, right? Relaxing, stress, a little bit of workout maybe, but their specific intentions are different. So a yoga instructor um, for a class would come and have a um, intention for the entire class. Mm -hmm. And so if you come to the class, you might be able to modify a few things as a student coming to a class, right? I'm going to modify a little bit for the class. Like if I can't do a pose, I might be able to modify. Or if I'm just overwhelmed in the class, then I can just come down and sit down, right? Mm -hmm. But um, the class would be taught for a class as a whole, right? With a certain intention, usually brought from the instructor before they come. Or, you know, some people can set their intention when they get there. It depends on how the class is taught. But a yoga therapy is um, taught, is um, designed specifically around that client on a one-on-one 
in a private setting, um, specifically designed for that person, for their personal goals, for whatever they're wanting to meet, whether it's mind, body, spirit, whatever, whatever it's, um, you know, wanting to be able to do yoga moves, you know, and wants to be able to do them before they go to a class, whether it is being able to wanting to get up off the floor, wanting to get rid of back pain, hip pain, wanting to deal with um, a traumatic event and deal with anxiety and stress, but it is designed and each uh, session is designed specifically for that moment at that time with the goals set in mind. Mm -hmm. and um, they can be um, changed, you know, during the session, like if something's not going well, you know, because the instructor's one-on-one and it's specifically for that client um, can always be changed and modified. So it sounds like yoga therapy definitely gets to be that more like one-on-one experience and kind of go deeper into all the different aspects of like, not only just body with poses, but maybe going into like the mind spirit piece too. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that the different distinction because when I first heard yoga therapy, I was like, Hmm, that sounds really cool. And I want to know more about it, but I don't mm-hmm. know the difference. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that. So mm-hmm. I know that yoga 3d is so much more than yoga. And one of the things that you have coming up soon is a, a lymph workshop. So the lymphatic system, which this is something you and I were talking about last week because I was really congested. And so you were giving me some different like pressure points and some tools. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit about like what the lymph system is for those who don't know and why it's really important to like understand how that operates um, and what the benefits are of that, I suppose. Yeah, it's um, so along the journey of yoga, I, um, I love learning. And so I, I added a lot of other things to, um, and I call them just extra tools to help people. So what I found was that there were people that were coming in with pain, uh, specifically back pain or other joint pain. And um, studying the lymph system, which I'm not quite sure how I found it, but there's a man named Dr. Perry Nicholson, and he has a, uh, his company is called Stop Chasing Pain. And he's kind of one of the, what I would consider experts in not only the lymph system, but the vagus nerve. Mm-hmm. And I've studied under him for both of those. Um, And it really, so the lymph system and it's changed. So learning about those has changed how I, how I work with clients and their pain. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the lymph system is a body system, just like the circulatory system. Um, And it is, it helps the immune system. It is part of the immune system and it helps basically the elimination of toxins in the body. Mm -hmm. So they call it the body's sewer system. Gotcha. Um, And when it is affected and it has no, um, so like the circulatory system has the heart that pumps, Mm -hmm. the lymph system has no um, pump. So you have to pump it yourself. Mm -hmm. And it lies um, kind of right underneath the skin. And when it is blocked up 
from stress or illnesses. Um, you know, we have these lymph nodes and most people have heard of lymph nodes, right? Either from cancer, right? Cancer has different um, like uh, stages of cancer and some of those are determined by the lymph um, nodes. So like if cancer is in different lymph nodes. Mm -hmm. um, so if um, the lymph is backed up, it can cause um, different things in the body to happen. It can affect, um, it can cause um, like basically like pain in our joints. It can cause pain in the back and joints. It can cause your stomach to hurt. And there's um, just different ways that it affects the body. So um, when the toxins aren't released out, uh, we have issues from the lymph system. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. Sounds like a lot of us probably need some like, you know, drainage of said lymph system. <laughs> yes. So um, it can, yes. And it's one of those things that it's really easy to help support. And so in our, in the workshop, it's what I go over is, um, what it is so lymph is like this clear fluid that goes around um, it travels one way in the body and how it gets backed up basically stress not moving enough not drinking enough water um and you know all the um kind of fun facts about the lymph system how it affects our hormones as women um and why it's so important to keep it healthy. And there's some really basic things that we can do on a daily basis, like dry brushing, mm -hmm. um, you know, moving the breath. So the breath system, breathing, bouncing, there's just some things that we can do to help keep the lymph system moving. Um, and it will really help with our immune system for one, our hormones, um, so it affects a lot of different things. Yeah, it sure does. I've seen mm -hmm. you do the dry brushing. I think you did an example yeah. on Instagram before. Yeah. And yeah. that can be done like kind of all over the body, right? Yes, it can. Um, so that's one of the things though about the lymph system is if um, you're dry brushing, because the lymph system doesn't have, it's not a circulatory system. Like it doesn't keep going around. I mean, it, it pumps one way. Um, you want to dry brush one way and you want to move it one way. So, okay. Yeah. Is so, there like, do you usually go like up to down or like, uh, from your feet up, feet from up. Feet okay. up. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so one third, uh, so you have like 700 lymph nodes in your whole body and your lymph system is there's, well, there's con not controversy, but there's different. Some people say there's 500, mm -hmm. six to 700. So I've read different studies um, on how many lymph nodes. So there's somewhere between five to 700 lymph nodes in your body. Mm -hmm. um, a third of them are from your neck up. Wow. So that's why when you're saying you have, you know, tenderness behind your ears, mm -hmm. if they're blocked, it can cause, you know, headaches. 
if there's a lot of lymph nodes right by your collarbones, and if those are blocked, you know, it can cause pain down the arm. It can cause soreness. That's so interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So there are a lot of times, I mean, it's one of the very first things. So I check when I have clients that come in with any type of back pain, shoulder pain, um, other pain that are, that's going on. We um, check their lymph nodes and their Mm -hmm. lymph system. And that will just be done with like, just lightly touching, right. And seeing if there's pressure would that kind of signify that those are kind of activated. Yeah. There's different. spaces on the body that I check for the lymph nodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm not diagnosing because, but what I am checking, if there are um, lymph nodes that are swollen, it can um, mean that you're like yours, you know, you've been swollen, you might be having an infection, but if it's really, really swollen, I might send you and say, you might want to go back to your doctor and have your lymph nodes checked to make sure that other things aren't going on before we start working on it on yeah. the lymph system. Yeah. Yeah. yeah make so sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I yeah. think that really speaks to that, like, you know, that holistic whole body approach, like really kind of checking in on all those different aspects because there mm-hmm. are, what I've come to realize is that it, it just, when you're asking a question about like what's wrong or what's causing this, it just always depends Like there's Mm -hmm. never, there's never like one answer, but there's, if you continue to ask questions and like get feedback and Mm -hmm. become like more of an observer of like what's going on in your specific body. And when you have someone like yourself, who's very knowledgeable about how different things might affect other things can be so useful for someone who maybe feels really overwhelmed with like all the pain going on. And, (laughs) and so it can be really helpful to be kind of get some of that clarity of like, Oh, okay, here's some small steps that I can do like drinking water. (laughs) Yes. And I am a huge proponent of small steps Yes, because, um, I, I just feel like we live in a society that says, you know, work out extreme for an hour and then you sit and do work or, you know, then you work yourself. So yeah, like, it's like, I am a huge proponent that if any change comes, it's just one little step at a time Mm -hmm. and small little steps make a huge difference Mm -hmm. in the body. Like we don't have to go hard. We don't have to go long. We don't have to, you know, and um, one of the movement things I do too is teaching clients like who don't like to work out. Mm -hmm. How do you get movement in without, you know, the traditional workout. Yeah. You know, yeah. How do we keep our ankles and body just moving? You know, I, like Katie Bowman calls it the salad of movement, you know, we're not just, we're, I mean, it's like a salad, right? We want all the different things in our salad. We don't always just want to have like an apple. So like, let's say working out, you know, if you do the same workout every day, all you're doing is eating an apple. You're not getting the full salad of working out. So, yeah. um, so, so that would just be boring, <laughs> right? Too. I don't want, yeah. I love apples, Cynthia, but I don't, I do too. Apples. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's what your body's getting. So it's, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's all the kind of movement, especially, um, and then it goes back to where's your pain coming from and are you doing 
little movements all day to help so that it can sustain you and help you flourish because you were born on purpose for a purpose to flourish and and you want to do that for a long period of time yeah you know? absolutely i'm right on board with you with uh, taking those small steps and i think mm-hmm. we do live in that society that wants you to kind of do all these things at once that's why i'm like you know, you see these challenges like the 75 day hard challenge, which I'm sure you've seen. And I, as a behavior change specialist coach, like I'm just, it just drives me wild because if all of those items they want you to do for those challenges are brand new to you, the likelihood of you completing those consecutively for 75 days is not likely. And you're just going to send yourself into this like spiral of judgment. So is that really helpful? It's like, what if we took one of those things and practice them like a couple times a week (laughs) and slowly built up from there. And once you're good at that, add something else on. And I think it can be really challenging for people who might feel like they want to change a lot of things in their life. Like they're want to start moving or they want to start drinking more water and sleeping better or Mm -hmm. um, being more active and they want to do it like all now. And so I'm, I'm sure it can be frustrating. I mean, I know it's frustrating. It's frustrating for me sometimes. And I know this stuff. (laughs) Okay. Katie, pick one thing that you're going to focus on for the next seven days. (laughs) Yeah. I think we were just talking about that before too, right? Just pick one thing. Yeah. Just one thing, but yeah. And then you take someone, um, you know, uh, which is a lot of us in this day and age with everything, just life's demands, but you, you take where our nervous systems are so past the point, you know, where they are overloaded. Your body's not going to feel safe when you're doing all of that at one time. And the only way for your body to heal, become present is for it to feel safe. And so, um, yeah. And so, you know, I, I think a lot of those programs don't take the nervous system into effect and the actual way the body heals. So, yeah. And I definitely yeah. want to hear more about like your perspective <clears throat> on the nervous system and like kind of breaking down like simply what that is, because I've been finding how much that's so true that you need to know how your nervous system is kind of reacting to things. Um, and I know if you do take on something like a 75 day challenge, it's like, yeah, your nervous system is probably going to be like, what the hell are you doing to me? And either shut down or like go into overdrive. And for me specifically, I can tell you that those types of things lead to disconnection again, like kind of being in that mind space, not listening to the body, not taking rest so that when I do finally drop into my body, it's like, oh man, I haven't taken care of this space for a long time and now it's sick and now it needs rest and now it needs all these things. Right. And it feels like you're kind of backtracking. So for those um, listeners who are unsure of like where the nervous system fits in or kind of Mm -hmm. what that's all about, how would you Mm -hmm. describe that? Oh, it's kind of a loaded question. Okay. Oh, <laughs> the nervous um, system is like a huge topic. We could do a whole nother it is. episode. It could, yeah. We'll just kind of touch on it. So I'll touch on um, how I approached it with um, my clients. Um, I believe, and from what I have trained, from the people I've trained under and studied under, the body has a hierarchy of healing. Mm-hmm. and uh it's the brain and um 
it goes through different things and it comes to the nervous system. And then at the end is the muscular. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if, if we just come in and just hit the muscular, like you come in and say, well, my back hurts. And all I'm doing is your um, back exercises. We haven't hit the body's hierarchy of how it um, heals. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so the nervous system um, <clears throat> to me, right. From what I've learned, you know, you can be in the fight, flight, fawn or freeze, or you're parasympathetic, your rest and digest. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody has a different way of how they respond to stress and events and their body's system. Um, if they stress is not a bad thing, right? Our body is made to have stress and then it's made to come back down, right? So we have some stress, how we respond to it, you know, our heart rate gets up and then our bodies are supposed to come back down and we rest and repair. So like if I'm going to speak, right. Or if I'm going to have a race or if I'm doing whatever it is, um, this is where I try and teach my clients when they've come through your body is made to do these things, Mm -hmm. right. Your body is made to respond to stress in certain ways. But then what happens is we have stress um, events that happen over and over and over again, Mm. or for long periods of time. And the body isn't able to come down to back into that resting stage for, you know, for whatever reason. Um, Maybe you grew up in a home where there was constant fighting or you didn't feel safe. Or, I mean, you know, it could be... I mean, it could be that you have a job at work. I mean, there could be many reasons, right? Where you're constantly in the stress zone and you're not, your body isn't able to uh, come back down. And so if there's that over time, um, it comes into what's called an overload and you become uh, maladaptive. So your body gets overloaded. And so then what, so when a stress comes, it, it's not able to handle it like it could have done in the past. Mm-hmm. And so then the body starts to whisper, like tell us has like, you know, I can't handle this. I, you know, you might start having panic attacks or you might start having body pains or um, all different responses to that overload. Um, and that's one of the things when I work with my clients is because they feel like their body has been broken or they feel like their body has um, turned on them in some way mm-hmm. or, and um, that is a huge topic that we work on is that your body did exactly what it was supposed to do yep. in those situations. It was protecting you for survival or whatever it needed to do. Um, but it's not needing to do that anymore. And so now we're trying to teach it to come back into that rest and digest. And that is the place of healing. Absolutely. So, um, you know, a lot of my clients see um, talk therapy at counselors as well. And um, which is a great tool. Um, And I always have a hard time saying this because I think it's a fabulous tool, but I also think 
there's a point to where talk therapy can take you. And then that those emotions need to be physically moved out because they, those, um, as people have said, the emotions live in your tissues, right? They live in your body. So you can talk and you become aware of things, but then they need to be moved out. Mm -hmm. Um, So some of my, the best things I love is when a client goes to therapy and then comes to see me after, because whatever is worked up or talked about, then we get to move them out. So yeah, that's beautiful. um, Anyway, so that's um, what we do is um, either learn to move and work out when they're in that stress stage, right? How you can shake, you can bounce, you can move that, the, um, the emotions through, you can um, ground depending on what you need at that time. So yeah, getting into that rest stage, that rest, digest, the calming stage, bringing your nervous system back down. Uh, one, noticing when you're in a heightened stage, mm. noticing and what emotions they are, asking your body what you need and having the tools to then bring yourself back down mm-hmm. um, so that you can get some healing and calm and having some of those tools. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think the one thing I want to just mention is in just that, you know, that stress state, it doesn't always have to feel like you're running for your life, right? Like if you no. where, where people might get it wrong, it's like, oh, well, everything's going fine. But like mm-hmm. emotionally, they're like, and energetically, it's like something is continuously stressed and we can't overlook those things. Cause like you had mentioned, mm-hmm. like the emotions live in our bodies mm-hmm. and they're going to be stored in our tissues until mm-hmm. it's like, your body's like, Hey, you need to address this. And it might send you that in the form of pain. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. like, Hey, hello. Um, we need some help. Yeah, maybe. And so it's just so interesting when we can learn to like become more aware of those things and like, look at them as like, Oh, okay. Like what, what might this mean? And being really curious about like the messages that our body might have, um, as to how we can help those emotions move out or just acknowledging them. Yeah. Yeah. I love, uh, it's one of the things awareness is always the first step, you know, with whatever we're doing, being curious, not only in the body, but we become curious on how that pose feels, how that movement feels, how that you know, grounding technique feels, does that work for that person? Does that, um, yeah. Um, so it is definitely, um, one of the things we work on because like you said, not everyone has the fight, you know, like they're running or the flight or the fight. Some of them free. Some, a lot of people have the freezing, right. And a lot of it shows up in their body, how their posture stands, or the fawn, like, you know, which is a newer response that they say the fawn response is more, um, maybe for example, like someone living in a home and it was stressful. So the fawn response is I'm going to people please. Yeah. So that you're not always going to get on to me. Right. So yeah, yeah I think that's a fawn response. Yeah. That's explain what that I, that's, yeah, that's one I recently <laughs> learned of and I yeah. didn't even at first I was like, what is that I haven't heard of that, right? We always hear fight, mm-hmm. flight, freeze, but fawning is actually such a common response to mm-hmm. just kind of like 
I've heard it described as almost like merging with that conflict so that it's just like, I don't know, it seems easier to deal with. So it's like in that, Mm -hmm. in that instance you gave, it's like, we just people please and ignore our own wants and needs Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that the conflict doesn't occur. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just so interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many amazing things. And I'm sure I would love to kind of end here as um, we kind of wrap up and just share like your experience of like how you kind of like how this work has really impacted you in your life and just kind of any other last things that you want to share. Oh, sure. I mean, like how I got into it or just how, like, yeah, wherever you feel like it's wherever you feel like it's right to start. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, so I started yoga. I am very much a, um, research nerd. I did, um, cancer research for years. And then I was a paralegal and I did research and supported the top, um, lawyers for a big law firm for years. So I love research. I love learning. Um, and I just felt called, uh, well, take a step back. I was going through a divorce and having a difficult marriage, my first marriage. And I, um, I've experienced a lot of the stress responses that we talked about today. And I had a friend invite me to a yoga class mm-hmm. and um, I went and there was restorative, which is a restorative class basically is um, a class where it's um, laying down, usually uh, lots of props, almost like what I call an extended nap. <laughs> your Yes, it's a, they're very beautiful. I mean, people who teach it are great. And I, you calm your nervous system. And in this class, it was a special kind of restorative class. And it was tied to emotions. Mm-hmm. And every time I got into a pose, I would start crying. And I mean, crying. And I would look up at my friend who was the teacher and she'd look at me and she'd just say, you're fine. That's mm-hmm. what's supposed to happen. And um it was my first kind of aha moment that what was going on in my life, the stress and the anger and the frustration and everything that was going on was showing up in my body. Yeah. Like I had never, that never had crossed my mind before. Right. I've always been this strong, like whatever happens, we just keep going. You muddle through it. You keep going, you know, and I had never stopped to really, notice how it was affecting my body and I was having a lot of health problems and I was having other issues and I never connected all of it together until that moment Mm -hmm. and I kind of fell in love with yoga at that time and um, then I became a single mom and did some other work and then I got remarried to a wonderful man and we have a blended family together and it was at that moment where I, re- I kind of paused and said, it was one summer and I said, I want to quit working during research and I want to be a yoga instructor. And he just said, okay. So yeah, it was great. And I said, and by the way, I want to take this holy yoga instructor training. And he was like, okay. So um, I did that. And then right after that is when I was introduced to yoga therapy and I fell in love and I've just been learning about the body ever since. And I think I learn more from my clients that come in, you know, and they're, 
I feel so honored that they allow me to hold space for them Mm -hmm. and everything that they're going through, whether it's, you know, a hurt back to, we're just working on the limp system to whatever it is, but, um, they're just all so beautiful and it it just is amazing to me that I get to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. I mean, it's very clear like that, you know, this work kind of got brought into your life at perfect moment. And then mm-hmm. how you've been able to expand and share that with your clients and, and even with me and with all the people around you has been so amazing. And mm-hmm. I'm just so excited to get to share all of this with my audience. So where mm-hmm. can people come find you and yoga three in 3d and all of the good things that you have to offer? I am on my website is um, www.yogain3d.com and then Instagram is yoga.in.3d. Perfect. We'll have it all linked in the bio. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom. So lovely to chat with you as always. Thank you for having me. This is so fun and just feel honored just to share and talk with you. It's always fun. Agreed.